Welcome to episode 82 of The Real Photo Show, and the first of what I'm calling a half-frame episode, uh, which are just uh, shorter catch-up episodes with previous guests who are doing something interesting like promoting a book, having a show, or curating a show, uh, or maybe just trying something different, something new with their work. Uh, Anyway, like the episodes, I don't want these introductions to be long-winded, so my first guest on this half-frame episode is Charles Traub who I really wanted to be the first guest because he's such a great supporter of the show. Uh, And we'll be talking about his book, Taradiddle. Also, when the show begins, Charles uh, mentions Yoav Friedlander. And I had just seen Yoav with Charles at the closing of his show at the Carrie Abel Gallery in Brooklyn. And it just so happens that my next guest is Kayla Coleman, who is the Collector Relations Liaison at the Carrie Abel Gallery. Uh, so that should be coming up in the new year. All right, everyone, have a happy new year, and we will talk soon. <laughs> Hi, Charles. <laughs> that was very nice of you to go to uh, Yoav's. Oh, that he, was great. Yeah, he's, he's very articulate. Needs to make more work. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I feel a little uh, almost kindred spirit with Yoav in that he's he's this very generous person who wants to, who, who likes helping other photographers. He sure does. He enjoys it. And uh, so, you know, it's, you know, when I got into running the gallery and doing this podcast, I think my work production also <laughs> decreased quite a bit. But I, I do like doing this. You know, I mean, I, I, um, I find this just as sort of energizing as, as creating work. The only way this medium got popular is through photographers doing things to help other photographers. Yeah. And that goes back to the 60s. So, you know, um, this is uh, sort of the inaugural episode of what I'm calling a half frame, the real photo show half frame. I was going to mm-hmm. go with uh, real photo show shorts, but that sounded like a clothing line that I was starting. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, and uh, I thought any this... color you want, but as long as it's white. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I uh, I iron on the name myself. <laughs> but I, I what I wanted to do is um kind of in-between episodes where I could catch up with previous guests uh, who, you know, especially if they're, you know, if they're doing something, if they're promoting a book or having shows or things like that. And of course, we did a live show with you on your new book, Taradiddle, at the School of Visual Arts, but it didn't really work mm-hmm. out as a, a podcast recording. So I thought this would be a great way to start off this new Half Frame series. And we That's could talk great. a little bit about your book. Sure. And I think now that now that you've been on tour, so to speak, now that you, um, you've been out in the world promoting the book, um, what's that been like? How has that been going? Well, you know, you go to all these fairs and you go to, and people come up and, uh, they, you know, it's amazing. Oh, I didn't know you had a new book. And, uh, you know, you sell some, you sell actually a few here, a few there, 10 here, 10 there. And it does add up. Mm. And it certainly promotes you and the book and the pictures uh in terms of financially working i think that it's a very costly thing uh, (laughs) to do because you have to travel generally the publishers don't support the travel 
and uh, all of I'm just being very candid that you know you have to do it and the books are so popular in many ways there's so many out there in fact you know you go to these fairs or you go to a, a signing there's 10 people also signing books and mm. when I was in Perry photo uh, last month I guess it was last month I forget we had a signing and there were probably 10 publishers there all doing book signings at the same time. And I heard this from other people as well. People would come by, I love your book. I'm going to buy it online because it's, you know, there's too many books here. If I buy what I want, I won't be able to schlep them around all day here at, at, at this fair, which I understand perfectly because there's no place to store anything. So it, it's an odd kind of uh, presence that you have. You think you're shaking hands, you're talking to people, are looking at your book and then, you know, they really don't want to schlep them, and I understand that. Whether they buy them online or not, or buy them from a publisher or a bookstore, it's hard to know. So, is it going well? Yes. It, the Tardiddle has gotten a good deal of press. The New York Times did a very, uh, Lens uh, blog did a wonderful thing on it. Carrie Benbow and uh, uh, Blaustein, and now you, and uh, I of Photography. Uh, I'm very happy about that. And I'm going to London because the photographer's gallery and is going to do something and they're going to do a, a talk at the Royal Academy. And since I haven't been to London in 25 years, I think that'll be a lot of fun in late January. Oh, yeah. I'll be sure to remind Andy Dunn that you're uh, heading out that way, who just did oh, the, the Harold Feinstein documentary. He was pretty excited to meet you and to know that yeah, you're coming we to London. Show it here. We should do it here at SBA. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we do it next fall, you know, or maybe even in the late spring. Yeah, it looks like happy to do that. looks like the spring uh, series, you know. So, so um, the MFA program that you are chair of, uh, mm -hmm. SVA uh, at SVA is um, does does a lot of uh, live shows in that in that wonderful theater you have in the photo building, and I know we are still working on, um, you know, the, a project with Photo Feminas, uh, one of yeah. my uh, yeah, uh, at Ver Veronica Sanchez Benkamo and. Um, you know, we're hoping, hopefully that something will come of that in the spring, but I think the spring uh, schedule is already filling up because there's just so many, you know, great things to do with these theaters. It's a very big, busy time for us because the thesis orals take place in the spring and we do have that and we have a book <laughs> fair planned, by the way, which you're welcome to participate in. I think that's in March mm. and um, we have... Uh, Dean Q. Lee, who's coming in, who was one of our alums, has become very well known, a Vietnamese photographer, an American Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we have, oh, uh, Betsy Gallagher, who is uh, a performer uh, who performs as Murray Hill. Or, and uh, we have a whole, it does a whole kind of parody of, of I guess of life photography video and the related media and all the other things that go on in our culture. Yeah. But we can always work something in, but definitely we, if we don't, can't work it, we'll do it in the fall. Yeah. And in terms of uh, Feminist Latina, I think you and I have to talk more about how we want to do that with uh, Liz, and we should pin that down, frankly, right now. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, Liz actually did reach out to me, and so... Good, good. So, <laughs> now we're getting so behind the scenes. <laughs> but that's actually, this is kind of fun because this is what you and I do. We ha we have these conversations yeah. about what what more you know what we should be doing in the theater and all. So uh, the, the you know the 
the great thing about doing the podcast at, at SVA is I and I also just happen to run into great people as well at these events. And, you know, so the list of guests just keeps growing. Um, but the talking about the spring, that is funny because when I when I did record outside in the theater, uh, you know, uh, there's so much activity in late spring that, you know, instructors would be walking out with their students and doing critiques. And, you know, the theater also becomes a, a space for showing work as well. Yeah, we call it the big room. Yeah, because uh, it's a multi-purpose room, and it's the graduate program's real staging area for all of our events. But also, it becomes uh, a kind of space for our community uh, that you know people like you and others, you know, need to use something, need a space. We've always wanted to make it available if we can schedule it appropriately, and uh, you know, it, it's great for doing a book signing. We we think we'll have a nice book fair with our alumni and our associated people with our school and department. Right, and it, it's just a you know, it's changed the whole nature of this program. We never had a a community space. You know, right. It was it was so, just really kind of a closed doors and a security guard when you walked in. Well, there wasn't there, there was no right. sense of what you should do when you when you enter the space and and uh, it was just a warren of makeshift spaces for many many years mm-hmm. anyway no i you know it makes sense that you know i, I you know we want to talk about your book but also you know this has been a huge part of your life the the mfa program uh so um we're that, 30 years yeah. we're in our 30th anniversary and i've been teaching part-time i was teaching previously for a couple of years at sva part-time and I've been teaching one way or another in related to photography, full time, part time, blah blah blah. Yeah, for fifty one years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and the you started the uh, photo video related media program when I was a student in undergrad at SVA. I remember that starting wow. up. Oh my god! Yeah, Help so me. it's full Help circle. <laughs> but so. Tara Diddle uh, has this great essay by David Campany, who also spoke at SVA, and mm-hmm. it's published by Damiani Books. And you know, I uh, we talked about you, you know you're uh, you've been a, a little bit on tour with the book and all, but in, in terms of the book itself, there's you know as part of the essay, David talks about uh, you sort of uh, consciously deciding not to photograph as if you were putting together uh, you know this sort of unified idea of a project or a thesis. Um, and this book is, is sort of the, um, the ultimate expression of that in the way you've been photographing for mm-hmm. a good part of your life, right? It, it really, for the last, um, I guess, really 20 years, I've been photographing digitally. And uh, I did do one very, very focused project in that period. Well, I've done two, actually. Uh, but they're actually in black and white. Uh, no, uh, photographing uh, No Perfect Heroes, photographing yes. U.S. Grant, which was about the life and importance of U.S. Grant and all the sites he was connected to. And that's a fantastic and other, interactive uh, uh, book you can, uh, you know, get on your tablet. I think what, because of the nature of my work here at SBA as a chairperson and the great amount of travel that I do both for my own curiosity, but also for work and other related things. I just realized the freedom of being digital allowed me to photograph and respond anywhere and everywhere, anytime, Hmm. about anything. I have 
you know, as again, almost 50, 50 years of experience photographing. And you don't jump out of your skin. You do, underneath all of that, have a concept, a conceptual nature of yourself and your interests. And it sort of, when you see something you want to connect to, all of that comes out, I think, subliminally in the picture making and in your response to something. I found it very liberating to be able to photograph freely. And, you know, it, it's like it's all out there. And the pleasure is, and the fun is to see, as Wintergrand said, what it might look like as a picture. Mm-hmm. What it might look like as a picture you make as opposed to a picture someone else makes. Right. The, uh, the collection of photos, what period of time are those photos made over? I, I think the earliest one in the book is probably 2001 or something thereabouts. Mm. Um, many of them are very recent within the last two, three years. Uh, they all mix up. Very frankly, I have hundreds, maybe thousands of these pictures I would call teradiddles. I could probably produce three, four more books, probably of equal weight to this one. Hmm. I have another one I've already sort of uh, sequenced. It needs a lot of work. You showed uh, some of those, I think, when I, we did the live show. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I keep making them. I, I it was out shoot, you know, shooting this weekend. <laughs> As I walked around and I thought, oh, my God, I wish I had that for the in a book. (laughs) And the other thing I have to say, and I know people uh, have have thought about this, the cell phone itself becomes another vehicle, a camera uh, that's equally as liberating as my determination that I would allow myself to photograph anything I respond to. Uh, the cam- the cell phone is with you all the time, and I make little taradiddles on it almost every day. Mm. And hopefully I'll put that together in some, you know, tangible form. Well, you, you said uh, some of these photos date back to 2001. You must have gone through quite a few different cameras <laughs> over that time, <laughs> with digital especially, you know. I think, you know, some of them were three and four and five megs. Right. Uh, the first one, I think, was a Fuji... Uh, point and shoot that uh, and and it, it was really primitive. Then their Porsche design Fuji came out, and I thought that was the cat's meow. <laughs> uh, and um, actually, I lost it to tell you the truth. Oh, no. And every probably every 12, 15 months or so, I would go to Jeff Hirsch's photo care and say, Well, what's the state of the art? <laughs> and of course, he always had something new that was more expensive. <laughs> and I would, I would. I was really a sucker for it, and uh, not a sucker. I'm very no, I know. But I have Jeff wouldn't I've steer you wrong. Ten cameras in that digital cameras in that period of time. Uh, I presently work with a Sony, and I like it very much. And now it's probably dated. And uh, but you know, the, if you look at the book, you'll see the pages, the formats on the page change a little bit, very slightly, because the formats of the cameras change. Right. And people have asked me, did you crop that? No, actually, none of those pictures are cropped. <laughs> but the, 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 they do follow the format of the camera they were taken with. Yeah, but other than the frame, the quality across the photos does not vary that much, which is a no. credit to everyone who worked on the book, right? Well, I have great assistants who are former graduate students and who work with me and usually right here at SBA uh, because I, I can 
I can do two jobs at one time. And I have Blake Ogden is a wonderful printer. Mm. Joab Friedlander, who, who really organizes the files. And we've worked very carefully on that through the years and uh, worked on getting my archive, as, you, as they say, in some order that it will last and be backed up and organized. And, but I have thousands of these pictures. And oh. yes, they are very carefully worked on by re- really, t- I've had other assistants equal to them as well. They, they go on to better things, so they leave. But <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, which is great, which yeah. is great. But that's, you know, that maybe that's um, uh, part of the process that, that maybe that uh, photographers don't think about when they're, when they're thinking about books is you really need to collaborate and you have to be willing to let go of things at times, right? Absolutely. I also, you know, with the assistants, particularly Yoav and Blake, I've gone through several different, I went through probably four iterations of maquettes or, or in-design sequences and work with the Tara Diddle book. Originally, it was going to be much bigger with a lot more pictures and some three and four across the, the spread. Mm. And we decided that that was sort of getting, drawing attention to the book design and 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 maybe over emphasizing the joke that's in the pictures. Uh, David Shore the, uh, is a, was a wonderful artist, designer, and head of uh, the art department at Wesleyan University. Has designed th- all three of my recent books. Mm. Unfortunately, he died of a freak heart issue this summer. Uh, right before the book was to be printed. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a great loss, but he had a great sensibility also about correcting, if you will, uh, my mistakes, my sequencing, saying, look, that doesn't work as well as this, or you got too many here, or you're, you're carrying on the line too far. And of course, we would fight and argue over that, and then you come up with a good resolution. I think one of the mistakes a lot of image makers make is not working with somebody who really understands design itself, mm. fonts, layout, color, so on and so forth. And I'm lucky that I've had really a, a team, if you will, of very close friends, colleagues, and, and uh, who are also my assistants and, <laughs> and designers. So yeah. it is a team effort, and I think it's very important. Unfortunately, many of the the publishers, you know, they don't have designers. They don't have editors, by the way. Mm. I have a a person here who does the, uh, Deborah Hussey, who does all the editing for the school. And I work with her. She pay her to edit my text or edit, just look for the mistakes. And there are always mistakes. In fact, there's still one in there, which I won't tell you about, (laughs) that no one seems to have caught, but I caught it. and that happens all the time. And, and publishers don't have copy editors. They don't have line editors. They don't have those things anymore. And, yeah. Uh, I buy books all the time, and I see t- mistakes that I'm sure the author or whoever didn't see. You know. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I I especially see it in uh, in some of the textbooks my students have, and that's oh, that's even more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would think a textbook publisher would really mind that, but they don't do, do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. They, they won't pit the money out. That's it. It's really just an issue of money. Yeah. 
But um, no, you you do have a fantastic team there, and I, I actually really appreciate being there. And of course, I'm always very thankful for you for uh, letting me record there. I, I think we should do it as much as we possibly can with you. Yeah. I mean, it just it just makes such perfect sense. Oh, it's fantastic. And you're, really, you're, you're really serving a community, you know, with you, you have a very eclectic interest and f- that isn't biased to any particular modality of our medium, but interesting people, young, middle-aged, yeah. old folks like me. <laughs> and uh, it, 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 it's very important what you're doing, and uh, I hope it gets preserved, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, you got to be careful about that. I, and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about, yeah. you know, at a certain point, you know, archiving this somewhere, um, you know, in someone else's keep, so to speak. And, uh, yeah. And, and I, too, I, I, I really do try to remain as open as possible. So, yeah, thank you. All right. Well, I think it's really appropriate that you're my first guest doing these uh, catch-up episodes. So that's fantastic. Well, I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best for the holidays and oh, your you family. And, uh I'll be around. If okay. you're oh, yeah. City. We'll be in touch. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, right. Michael. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. Bye.